welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, hello and happy Wednesday and welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Today's topic is something that I'm really excited about because it's all about where to save, where to splurge, what can you get away with cutting out of your wedding or cutting down on. And so I'm really excited to go through a few different elements of the wedding day and to help you work out what you can do to really fit things into your wedding budget so you can have a dream wedding, you can have your dream wedding suppliers, you can entertain your guests, have the most beautiful day, but without spending unnecessary money. So first, what I'm going to say is that as we go through these different items, Some of you might listen and say, you know what, that item is a priority for me, I'm going to splurge. And some of you might say, you know what, I'm not really into that, I can save there. So this isn't a cookie cutter situation, it's not one size fits all, it's going to be different for each couple based on your priorities, based on the things that you really want to have at your wedding and the things that you might not think you need to have. So we're going to go through each item one at a time and we're going to work out which things you can save on, which things you really need to splurge on. I'm going to give you my professional opinion and I'm going to share some little snippets from some suppliers who can help understand why things cost what they do. And by the end of this, you're also going to have some wedding budget tips and some creative ways that you can save no matter where you are in your wedding planning journey and what your budget is. So first thing we're going to talk about is photography and videography. So I'm going to start here because um, what you capture on your wedding day is going to be framed and displayed in your home. Um, You're probably also going to want to change your profile picture on social media, let's be honest. You're going to want to have an amazing wedding photo to show everybody. Um, If you're anything like me, every time somebody who you're related to or who was in your wedding party has a birthday, you're going to share a photo from your wedding day where you're standing next to them looking amazing and you're going to wish them happy birthday on social media using those pictures. Um, When you have children, you're going to want to show them what you look like in your wedding dress. Um, You are going to want to look at your wedding photo for years to come. You're going to want to watch your wedding video at least every anniversary so you can remember the vows that you made. You can remember the speech that you were listening to but somehow forgot. All of those things. It's a really important way of holding on to memories. So I'm starting here because before I go any further, I need to say that the verdict for this one is splurge. You have to splurge when it comes to what you're capturing on your wedding day. You can have the most amazing wedding day with a, like an amazing venue. You can have your favorite food that's served to your guests. You can be wearing a really classy wedding dress that you spent loads of money on. But if you make a mistake and you don't splurge on your photography and videography, all of those details that you've put together aren't going to be captured in the right way. So I'm going to say splurge. And now, I have heard some very well-meaning people say, 
why don't you ask your friends to take photos for you? You know, you've got that friend from school who's got a good camera or, you know, somebody who has a good camera might say, you know, I'm, I'm into photography. I could help you out. You know, just pay me a little bit or don't pay me anything. I'll just do it as, as my wedding gift to you. And I just want to warn you, resist the urge to say yes to this advice because it's not helpful. And here is why. I spoke with David McLean from DMC Photography to understand a little bit about why these well-meaning friends um, just don't understand exactly what goes into photography specifically. And so this is what he had to say. I'm going to read it to you. He says, the photographer and the videographer are the only suppliers who will provide a lasting memory of your special day. Some couples will look at the options and how they can cut down on the price of photography. And that's totally fair. An option that some couples look at is either to ask a friend with a camera to take their wedding photos, or perhaps a friend with an interest in photography will offer to take their wedding photos for them. However, what can look like a money-saving idea can be the most expensive mistake that a couple can make because you don't get a second chance to get everything right on the day. I'm going to pause and say, can you just imagine... One of the most magical moments on your wedding day is that first kiss once you're pronounced married. Imagine you have a photographer who's perhaps an amateur or they've never captured a wedding before or they're very new and they miss that moment. You can't do it over again without making it very awkward for everybody. And there are many other moments like that throughout the wedding day that if you don't get them captured perfectly when they happen, it's a big mistake and you're going to regret it. So let's carry on. Let's see what else David has to say. A friend may have a good camera, but do they have spare batteries? Do they have a selection of lenses to cover all circumstances? A flash and other lighting if needed? What about the ability to get clear photos in dark areas if lighting is not allowed? What about plenty of memory cards, a sturdy tripod if needed, and then a backup of all the items just listed? Will a friend have access to professional editing software, which will add that wow factor to your photos? And if they do, will they have the skills and the time that's needed to edit your photos? Will they have access to professional wedding albums? And another item that David mentions is that a lot of wedding receptions are looking for proof of insurance from wedding photographers. Will your friend have that? So I think on the surface of it, you think wedding photos, it means good camera, somebody who knows what they're doing. Great. I'll save money. My friend can do that. But I think David from DNC Photography has helped us to understand just some of the reasons why a a professional photographer does a little bit more than just take some pictures for you. So I hope you can understand you need to splurge. Let's move on to the next item, which is dessert. Okay. Ordering one wedding cake isn't going to take you out of your wedding budget. Having some kind of interactive dessert buffet is also not going to do it. And maybe having a dessert on top of it, that's not going to tip you over the edge either. But the thing that will is if you go overboard with everything. So you can save when it comes to your dessert. And I'm going to pause and say, if you have a huge sweet tooth and you love cake and you love chocolate and you love candy buffets and you know that your guests are very into those things too, then splurge. 
because this will be the time to shine where you can say, hey, I love sweets and I know you do too, so let's go crazy. But if you don't have a sweet tooth and you want to have something sweet at the end of your meal, you want to have a cake or something really special, then you can save. And I'm going to say you need to get your experts involved. That is how you save and you save well by having somebody who knows how to make wedding cakes make your cake for you. Don't be tempted to go to your nearest grocery store and get some kind of Pinteresty thing going on where you order sheet cakes and you compile it and turn it into some big cake because the people who make wedding cakes understand how to construct them in such a way that they don't topple over. I actually went to a wedding one time. Um, I was a, I was coordinating a wedding probably about 10 years ago where the cake was not made by a professional wedding cake maker. And when I walked in and saw this, um, it looked great. But halfway through the wedding, during the speeches, this cake in the middle of summer started to topple over like this. It was really stressful and nobody knew if we should get up and try and hold it together. I don't know. It was just, it was not good. So don't try and do it yourself. Don't try and get some grocery store cake. You want to save, but that doesn't mean getting the cheap things. What you could do is you could do, you could have one thing that serves two purposes. For example, if you don't have a super sweet tooth, maybe you have your cake and you can serve that as your dessert instead of having both cake and dessert. Or if you're not really into cake, you could you could get a cake that's a small one that's it's there for the display purposes. It's there for you to cut, and maybe that that tier of cake you cut it, and then you can freeze that, and you can have that on your one year anniversary. But instead of then serving cake to your guests, you have dessert. Or you can do what um, Ian from Carolyn's Sweets has said. He says he has seen an increase in the trend of couples using their Tato sandwich packs as wedding favors. And you know why? It cuts costs for guests, sorry, for the couples, because instead of having to have wedding favors and residence bar treats, they can use the Tato sandwich packs as both. So this is a wedding budget tip from me, is any way that you can use one thing for two purposes instead of having two separate things, that is one way that you can really save money but still do it with professionals who know how to do it really, really well. Next one. This is going to be a quicker one. Champagne toast. My verdict is save. Unless you are very into champagne or Prosecco and it's your favorite drink, I can't see any reason why you need to have every single guest holding a glass of champagne or Prosecco and whatever other drinks they have. You could ask everybody to toast with whatever they're already drinking and you could offer them champagne or Prosecco as as one of the options that they could be drinking already. And when everybody toasts, they toast with what they have. That's an option too. Next one is music and DJ. So band, DJ, entertainment. My verdict is splurge because you don't want to have amateur musicians coming in with really low quality equipment and you don't want them to wreck the atmosphere by playing music that's totally wrong for the moment. So 
a professional band, a professional musician, a professional DJ, they know what they're doing. If you have ever found yourself on a dance floor with an amateur DJ who doesn't know how to read the room, you will understand why. <laughs> I went to a wedding recently where the first hour of dancing was all the same genre of music and nobody was into it. Um, and the DJ wasn't reading the room. He didn't say, hmm, this isn't working. What can I do differently? What songs can I play better? And it meant that the dance floor was empty for a long time. And it was only when people started requesting what they wanted to hear that the DJ started to change what he was doing. But a professional DJ, a professional wedding musician will know exactly what songs work because they do this multiple times a week. They know what songs everybody wants to dance to. They know what songs are the perfect ones for walking down the aisle and for setting the tone during your pre-reception drinks time. And so having a professional is definitely what you want, especially if dancing and having a party is a big priority for you. And why wouldn't it be? Because it's a wedding. Next item is a wedding planner. My professional and personal advice is having a wedding planner is an amazing way to actually save money. So if you spend money on a wedding planner, that person can then help you figure out how you can save money in other areas. So I've already mentioned things like if you have two two items that you're paying for individually, as opposed to having one thing that serves two purposes, your wedding planner can help you come up with creative solutions like that one to save you money. Your wedding planner also has loads of good connections with amazing wedding suppliers. So this person can often get discounts for you just because they know people in the industry and they know who's really good and then they're going to recommend people who are amazing and who are not going to waste your time or your money. But here's a tip. If you can't afford to have a wedding planner do everything for you from start to finish, or maybe you feel like you don't need one because you've got loads of time and you know what you want and you're very organized, you could have a wedding coordinator who comes in on the day and coordinates everything for you alongside your venue coordinator. And this person can make sure that you know your DJ knows where to set up, your florist knows where to put things, and all the details that are in your mind, instead of you coming and making sure they happen, your wedding coordinator can do that for you. And often a wedding coordinator who's there just for the day is somebody that you would be meeting with a few weeks before the wedding as well. So that person will know what ideas you have in your mind and they'll be able to make sure that they actually happen and your dream day that you're envisioning is what comes to life. So the verdict is splurge, but if you need to save, an on-the-day coordinator is an amazing way to do that. Okay, I'm going to leave you with three wedding budget tips that can help you no matter where you are in your wedding planning journey. These tips can help you to save money if you're really struggling to stick to your wedding budget. So the first thing is if you choose to get married on a less popular day. So we've seen loads of couples get married on weekdays or in the middle of winter, which are, those days are considered off-peak days. And an off-peak day is often a more affordable day because they're in less demand. So your wedding venue is one example of, um, of an item that is often much, much cheaper if you get married on an off-peak day. And a lot of other suppliers like photographers and bands are often in less demand over that time as well. And they're also often cheaper. The next tip is have a smaller guest list. 
Now, I know that's not easy to hear, but if you think about it, if you've got fewer people coming to your wedding, that's fewer meals that need to be made. It's fewer wedding favors to put out. It's fewer individual items. It's fewer um, things that require a head count. And often that can cut a chunk of the money that you are going to be spending. And so just have a really hard think about who you want there at your wedding and who actually you wouldn't mind if they're not there. Be a bit ruthless about it. See who really, really want to have there. And if you can get away with having a smaller guest list, that's one way to save money. And now my final tip, and I've had permission from wedding suppliers to say this to you because it's a little bit sneaky, but my final tip is just ask. Just ask. If you find a wedding supplier that is amazing and they're just a little bit out of your budget, it's okay to ask and say, hey, your prices are a bit out of my budget but I would still love to work with you. Is there any way that we can work towards having a customized package so that I can afford to to have you, but not pay for all the different things that you offer? Most suppliers are willing to have that conversation with you. They're willing to have some kind of two-way dialogue where you can work together to create a package that works for you and for them. The worst that can happen is they say no, but at least you ask and at least you know. So there we have it save or splurge. I hope that you feel a bit more equipped and empowered now that you've got some information in your wedding toolkit. Um, I am really excited about next week's episode because it is part one of a two-part series all about how to get legally married in Ireland. We've already recorded the episodes and I have to tell you that there is so much information in them that you are going to love. If you've ever had questions about green books and celebrants and solemnizers and who can legally marry me and what happens if I want to have my friend officiate my wedding. Anything to do with wedding ceremonies in Ireland, getting legally married, paperwork and documents and all of that, we cover all of it in this two-part episode coming out next week. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be really, really good. So I am really excited about this episode and the next episode. And I want to remind you that if you ever have any questions about planning a wedding, if you want to know anything from me or from any of our wedding suppliers and experts, please get in touch. If you email kelly at weddingsonline.ie, I would love to chat with you and include your question and the answer in one of our podcast episodes. Thank you so much for listening today. 